0: welcome to the Red Hot Chili Prepper podcast. This is episode number 37. I'm Suzanne Sherman. Joining me today, as always, Jeff Johnson, co-host, producer, and amazing friend. Today, we're going to talk about the alleged risks of well water drinking. I stumbled upon an article that tries to correlate the increased risk of Parkinson's disease to drinking well water. And I have a take on that that kind of ties us into a lot of other subjects and and particularly onto the property rights thread that we've been kind of pursuing recently. But before we get rolling onto that, we do broadcast live on Facebook from my Suzanne Sherman's The Wasatch Report radio show uh, page. This is the Red Hot Chili Prepper podcast. We do have a page for that on Facebook as well. I'd encourage you to follow both of those pages. You will get notifications. And if you can't listen live, you can hear us at your convenience on Anchor FM, from which you can support the page by making a monthly donation for as little as 99 cents a month. That would really help. Please like, rate, share the app you're using from Anchor. That will drive traffic our way. And my website is SuzanneCSherman.com. I have a blog up there, and that was a blog. Excuse me, following up on our recent podcast about prepping when you have a very limited space. We link to this show in there as well as other blogs for if you are prepping with limited financial resources. Well, there's some, there's some really good information for you there. We have the published articles page and there is a, a page just for blogs. I got a request from somebody saying, Hey, I can't find your well stocked pantry blog. Your search engine doesn't work on your website. That's because I don't know how to incorporate it, but everything you can find on the blogs or is on the blog page, published articles on there. We have a suggested reading page as well. Amazon affiliate links. You can get some great books, great reading material there, and it will not cost you any extra. And then that is another way to support our show. Speaking of suggested reading, I want to thank so many of you who have purchased the Lost Frontier Handbook. Sales are doing really well. We're going to be making some more videos to promote that as well. Also going to be asking those who have a copy of the book to maybe do a one minute video testimonial. We're going to be working with the new advertising marketing company and they want some testimonials. So if you have one, can you uh, think about doing a video testimonial for us? And I will get you the information on where to send that book. So the Lost Frontier Handbook, it is The Ultimate Guide to Self-Reliance, Learn the Ways of the Pioneers, LostFrontierHandbook.com. So what I want to talk about this, Jeff, this really ties into some things we've been talking about with property rights, water rights, working with your neighbors, and the trend that we're seeing where the media is targeting those that like to live a life of self-reliance within a rural agricultural setting. Even in the suburban areas, we've talked about the municipal prohibitions against growing vegetables in your front yard. We know people that live in certain uh, communities aren't allowed to have any kind of backyard birds or raise chickens, that sort of thing. And I stumbled upon this article the other day that links the danger to Parkinson's disease with well water and drinking well water. So as we discuss this article and talk about our analysis here, consider how the language used in this article is part of the battle to scare people or the attempt to scare people from living in a manner where your means of survival are controlled by your local government entity. As we talk about many times, Food, water, shelter, the main three ingredients for survival. Without those, you will not survive. So I want to get into this article a little bit here. And this is from a, a page called Best Life. And they're saying here that there is about 1 million people in the U.S. today who've been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. And all we, as we all know, it's a neurological disorder that causes a lack of balance, coordination, um, and tremors. And the symptoms arrive when uh, the neurons in the brain are breaking down. It's a horrible disease. So when I am trying to address the issues that I feel this article raises, please do not think I am discounting the seriousness of Parkinson's disease. I have witnessed firsthand how awful it is. My mother suffered from it for almost 10 years. Before, uh, she had a very gruesome, horrible death from this disease. So please don't think that I am discounting the seriousness of it. What concerns me is the attempt to frighten people away from drinking well water. So I just want to make that clear. So I know there are some genetic and environmental factors. They're saying that the Mayo Clinic says that appear to play a role in this. And the recent research suggests That there is one thing you may do every day that can lead to a heightened risk of developing it, drinking well water, and how this may affect your risk level. So they're citing a growing body of research that suggests there is a correlation between drinking well water and developing this disease later in life. They cite a study conducted at UCLA and published in the Journal of Environmental Health Perspectives. It says here that they found that those who consume well water are statistically more likely to develop this disease. Here's the source for the study. 700 people living in California's farm belt between 1974 and 1999. The determination was those who ultimately developed this disease had consumed private well water on average 4.3 years longer than those who did not. They believe the link between the well water and Parkinson's could be the result of well water being more likely to be contaminated with metals, pesticides, herbicides, and other pollutants than filtered municipal water. And we'll get to the point of this after we just unpack this for a minute. So, Jeff, based on what I read, is there anything else here that might be a contributing factor other than the well water?
1: Of course there is. They even said it in the article. Later in the article, they say that the pesticides are what likely cause the Parkinson's. And Phil says with wells, you have to look at each individual well, pesticides and possibly uranium and heavy metals in the well itself could definitely be factors. However, wells in the, uh their cells are not the culprits. Everyone where I live have wells. I know no one with Parkinson's. And that was basically my statement to you earlier, Suzanne, that yeah. I know one person that had Parkinson's in this area. And everyone in this area has a well. And quite honestly, I live in rural Pennsylvania. So that means there's a lot of dairy farms in the area. There's a pig farm, not, you know, a quarter mile from this house. So I live in a rural area where there are animals that are raised on farms. I don't see the correlation here because it's not like there's been a huge spike of people having Parkinson's. Like I said, I know of one person. And uh, you know who knows? Like I said earlier in the sh- when I, we were talking, who knows what his lifestyle was? Maybe he drank a can of soda, you know, five times a day. Maybe he uh, has those aluminum cans have been shown to have effects with dementia, Alzheimer's, and I would imagine if it does with those, I'm sure it has something to do with Parkinson's. So you never know what the lifestyle of these people are that are now showing signs of these other diseases.
0: And this, you know, what they used to refer to as the the breadbasket California or agricultural, you know, community here. This was one of the largest agricultural producing communities on the entire planet. This is corporate agribusiness where you know that these corporate entities are using tons and tons of herbicides and pesticides, that sort of thing, so, of course, these people are going to be exposed to that more. The other thing, I mean, my mom, the city water, her whole life there, and she's still got Parkinson's. What they talk about is filtered municipal water. Does that municipal water not have pollutants or contaminants of it o- of its own? Look at the people who live in the cities. They have their landscapers, their gardeners that come and they treat the lawns. So how is that filtered out of city water in its entirety? We don't know that. Also, living in municipalities, you're going to be exposed to a plethora of other contaminants and pollutants. So comparing the two, what else are you going to be exposed to in the cities that you're not exposed to out in the rural areas? Out here, we have fresher air. In the city, you're always breathing exhaust. There are many other contaminants, but they completely ignore those. A long time ago, I saw a show, I'm going to see if I can find it, I don't remember, it was actually on PBS, but they did a comparison of two communities in Mexico, and one was a area in the lowlands <clears throat> where there was a lot of agriculture and a lot of farming, and the community there on the outskirts of that town had piles and piles in the dump of empty bottles of pesticides and herbicides particularly one of them roundup and then they compared the children in this community to a community up high in the mountains and they compared how these children acted because the children in the mountains were not exposed to the commu- the chemicals used in the farming communities they took toys to these children in the farming community and the children were lethargic They didn't show any interest in interacting and playing with the toys or with each other. The girls were developing breasts at a very early age, prepubescent. And they also then looked at the children in the mountain community. The children were active. They didn't have this pre-earlier breast development, sexual development in the children, breast development in even the young boys because of the estrogenic effects in these, in these pesticides. The kids were active. They gave them a a balloon that was blown up and immediately these kids started playing with it and kicking it around and playing soccer. So is this a scientific study? No. Was it anecdotal? Yes. Was it very obvious the difference between the two? Absolutely. What concerns me is that they're focusing on the issue of the well water only and not the environmental contaminants, which are maybe seen to be A tangential cause, but I think their effect is going to be far more serious. So by ignoring this, it just reminds me of some of the other shows that we had done with regards to, remember when we had Marianne Block from the Block Center, Jeff, we were talking about the shootings and psychotropic drugs. And I asked her, why when you appear on, on television shows, are you not allowed to talk about the the use, the impact of psychotropic drugs on those that are committing mass shootings. And she said, well, look at the advertisers on television shows. I was told I could not talk about this because they would lose their advertising revenue. Well, these chemical companies also are huge funding, provide huge sources of funding for these shows. So that was a concern to me as well. Daniel's saying, I lived outside Corpus Christi for a while on the same water system. There are multiple times we were not permitted to drink the municipal water due to contamination. It is just as dangerous to be dependent on municipal water. <clears throat> I can share with you a story. When I lived in San Martin, there was a source of water where there was a, a rocket fuel company and there were perchlorates that were still in the, in the water table there. So even though we were on municipal water, my neighbors all had wells, but we were on the sewer line. We had municipal water as well. And they had to truck in water. We were given a water dispenser so we wouldn't have those perchlorates, the remnants of that, of an ingredient in rocket fuel. This was municipal water, but we didn't have, again, that was deemed unsafe to drink. And Phil's saying here, Think of the chemicals they put into the city water to make it safe. Look at the fluoride. I mean, I have tasted, there's water out here, just even in my local town in Colville, there's a restaurant, and when you order water, you get city water, it tastes horrific. It tastes like chlorine, it tastes metallic. I mean, the pipes could be contaminated. You don't know anything about that. It was it was nasty. I would rather drink my well water and take my chances. So that's a really good point, is they ignore any contamination in city water they're also ignoring the contamination of the water and the and the you know if you're walking around barefoot on your grass your pets are walking around on your lawns and out on the street what are you absorbing through your feet all the chemicals on the lawn as well so i think the danger to parkinson's comes from many other sources as well we're going to take a quick break for our friends at anchor fm and then address a listener comment we'll be right back Welcome back, everybody. This is the Red Hot Chili Prepper, and we are talking about an article today that is using scare tactics to link the onset of Parkinson's disease to drinking well water. And it's really interesting because the headline makes it look like there is absolute causation. You drink well water, you will get Parkinson's. And then the language, just like language we've seen with regards to other uh, issues in the news of the past year, um, it's this water can contribute. The causation, once you start reading the actual verbiage, And the article takes a big step back, kind of like certain pieces of cloth may stop spreading a certain virus. So once you get into the actual body of the article here, you're seeing they back off from the headline significantly. But the impression is made, well water, Parkinson's. Here you go. Derek is saying, if you're scared, can't you just filter your well water? And that was something I wanted to mention also. Okay. Let's say you do have a well water and you're concerned about it. One of the things the article points out is wells that are less than, I think, 60 feet in depth can have the, the, um, the pesticides and the herbicides trickle down. They're still in the water table. You can filter your water. What about reverse osmosis? If you want something like that, we were on city water and we had a reverse osmosis system in there filter your water again if you have a well and honestly if you're that concerned about your water i would do this even in the city in fact if i lived on the city i would probably have bottles of <clears> of <throat> of spring water brought in but even then jeff can you be com- can you be completely assured that water that's brought to you in plastic bottles is contaminant free
1: no you can't that's I mean, it is kind of funny because you're, I mean, you're, you have a contaminant, you have a petroleum based, uh, medium that is containing that water. And, you know, you're, th- and you're expecting to have, uh, a safe drinking water. Well, you know, the fact of the matter is, if you live on a well, uh, you need to have it tested. And then they say in this article, you need to have it tested. And I'll just let you know that, uh, one of, there's also a heavy metal called barium that's very dangerous to humans. So you get, you get your well water tested in our area. Uh, there's just a few hundred uh, feet up the road. There's a um, natural gas well and that they fracked before they started fracking. They tested the well. And after they were done fracking within a, a couple months afterwards, they came back and retested the well. And what there was zero change in the quality of the water. So, you know, you just have to take. Where you live and just be careful. And again, I think that this is a scare tactic. People that are self-reliant tend to live in the country, mm-hmm. live on wells. And that's what this show is about It's about self-reliance. So if, if they want to scare people and get them off the, their farms or farmettes, or, you know, 40, 50 acre farmettes or whatever it is and get them into urban areas, how are you going to do it? Because you're going to do it through saying that the water is unsafe.
0: This is um in also, again, disinfect deeper wells. Another thing I want to talk about here, and then we're going to get more into the article, is what are some offsets that uh, we can have or ways to slow this disease? Again, this is something you need to think about. Better living, uh, cleaner environment, better air quality, grow and raise your own food. Be self-reliant. Get away from the processed foods, the junk food, that sort of thing. These are, these are ways to prevent Parkinson's that you can do, especially if you live in an area where you're going to have a well. So if you are concerned, have this conversation with yourself and your family. Uh, if you're concerned about what might be what in the water quality, look at the community around you. Is it an agribusiness community? Do you have a golf course in your community? I lived in a town called San Martin. Do you remember the, um, electronics retailer, Jeff Fry's electronics?
1: Uh, I believe I do. I don't know. It's
0: they, I've heard of them. I think they were, they were huge for a while. And the owners of that, um, of that electronics chain actually lived in the community in Morgan Hill. And without any kind of permits or whatever, again, I'm not advocating permits, but they had a world-class PGA-ranked or quality golf course put on their property. And what do you need to have that beautiful green grass? Lots and lots of fertilizer. Our friend's wells near the property were now showing increases in the nitrogen and other chemicals within that well water. So You know, somebody can put something in after the fact and they got away with it because getting the PGA into the community and the revenue it was going to generate offset any concerns for the health of the community. So I just thought I'd share that story as well. So, you know, what's the net effect of this? The net effect of this, again, Jeff, we were talking about Agenda 21, Agenda 30, getting people out of these rural communities and getting them into the city. Well, how are they going to do that? When I lived in San Martin, again, <clears throat> I was on a main road that had municipal water. So I was on the water and their and public sewer. Our neighbors, same property right next to me, but just farther off the street, they had septic and their own well waters. Well, Santa Clara County decided, well, <clears throat> we're now going to have we're now going to regulate these wells and we're going to tax them. So now if the wells are taxed, they're obviously going to be regulated. Well, that right there is the next point they make in these stories. Experts believe that the link between well water and Parkinson's could be the result of the well water being more likely to be contaminated. We made that point earlier. Here's the point that I found to be very nefarious from the Scientific American. It says, unlike... Municipal water supplies. Here we go, folks. Private wells are largely unregulated and are not monitored for contaminants. There we go, Jeff. What do they want to do? Regulate these wells. We already have to get a permit for wells. You know, you're not going to be able to, um, to regulate, uh, a private well. You know that they're not regulating the private wells. Well, now they're going to. So in Santa Clara, where we lived in San Martin, they decided to start taxing them. Well, now monitor them for contaminants. So what's going to happen after that? Well, your wells are going to be taxed. Maybe they'll put a smart meter on that. We're going to take a quick break for our musical sponsor, Roxanne, and uh, delve a little bit more into what exactly they're trying to do. With this correlation between Parkinson's and well water. We'll be right back. They poisoned your mind and left you behind. I told you the tables would turn. Now don't look to me for sympathy, because, baby, that bridge has been burned. You now do will try to explain the dead and the pain. Like, go away, your, your woods are just hollow. low. Music for this program has been brought to you by Roxanne, courtesy of Rat Pack Records. Radio Silence is the album and is available on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, RatPackRecordsAmerica.com and RoxanneBand.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is a Red Hot Chili Prepper podcast. Jeff Johnson and I are talking about well water and the allegations in a certain article saying that there's a link to Parkinson's and well water based on a study of 700 people that lived in California's agricultural community, which we know is subject to the use heavy use of pesticides and herbicides. One of the complaints this article had about well water is it is unregulated. And to me, Jeff, it, it, they just expose what the agenda is, is to have another means by which they can use fear and the auspices of public health to have more control over what we do on public lands and what we consume. So what's going to happen? Okay, well, first, like they are started doing in Morgan Hill, San Martin, and Santa Clara County, we're going to tax your well. Well, gee, now under the auspices of public health, because, <clears throat> wow, pub, uh, Parkinson's disease, again, not diminishing Parkinson's disease. They're talking about 1 million people in America with Parkinson's. How many of those were living off of well water? And they don't even exclude, they don't even narrow it down to people who uh consume well water exclusively just those who consumed it longer well now we have your well on a it's registered now you're going to have to have it taxed now we're going to w- monitor it for contaminants oh by the way now we're going to monitor it also for use and as you're doing out here in Utah with our state de- uh, declared em- state of emergency for a drought in Utah we're going to also limit the amount of water you can consume and you're going to have to pay a tax on that, a penalty on the amount of water you use. Well, how can they do that out here in the middle of nowhere unless they say, we're concerned about your health. We're going to regulate your well and we're going to test your water. And by the way, since we're at it, we're going to make sure you're not using too much water. So that's something else that I'm concerned about as well. This fear mongering is targeted at those of us in rural areas. There has been an ongoing multifaceted attack on people living in rural communities. The feds we saw during the Obama administration were saying, hey, you know what? These rural communities, they're not diverse enough. We're going to have federal grants to communities that are going to now have subsidized housing in these communities just for purposes of racial balance, ignoring completely the fact that there might not be jobs available for these people moving into these communities, but never let the facts get in the way of your agenda of wealth redistribution and comparing or trying to control what happens in these communities. I submit to you once again, my admonition to beware of the American community survey that may be sent to your house under the auspices of the authority of the American Census Bureau, where they will say you are obligated under federal statute to answer all of these intrusive questions. Just do a search on your search engine for the American Community Survey. It will bring up a PDF with all of the questions they ask. They're going to want to know about this because I never completed that or my census form. Also, Jeff, I got a call from the Summit County Sandinistas, the health department, called my home wanting to know how many people lived here.
1: And what did you tell them?
0: They got a dial tone. (laughs) But this is what they are doing. They are using health scares to take over and intrude more and more in your life. Their end game here is to concentrate the populations into high concentration settings where they can be controlled, where they can be locked down, where quarantines can be enforced. By going after all these other health concerns where, again, 1 million out of 350 or 60 million people is not a lot, and take into effect on top of that the um, how many of them were drinking well water. Again, you might be in the extreme minority, but it really stinks if you get it. We know that, but that's not what we're trying. But they're trying to get those people that are easily swayed to not drink well water, And if well water scares you, by all means, stay out of our rural, (laughs) out of our rural areas, stay in the city. So what they're trying to, again, bring city, bring federal control into what people that are trying to be self-reliant are doing. Jeff, we've talked about, we did a show before. Are you a target if you live off the grid? Anytime you're living away from the source of power, from the source of, uh, of water, they're going to now want to come after you and regulate your life. That is the goal. The foundation upon this intrusion is going to be public health. I think the last year alone has driven that point home to um, anybody. So again, look for meters, look for a tax on this penalties. If you're using more water than they think Gavin Newsom was trying to say, Oh, two minute showers for everybody in California. The goal is control. Andrew says the opposite of a good public health strategy. Uh, Lower population density is what you actually want if health policy is important. And that's exactly, that was the premise of all the uh government mandates from the last year. Oh, everybody's combined. So therefore, we can't have them getting uh into these stores and spreading disease and that sort of thing. So I just thought this was worth bringing up because I, it, it, to me, this article raised, um, a lot of, a lot of alarms there. Do you want to say anything too before we uh, wrap up the show, Jeff?
1: Sure. This kind of goes back to our ongoing discussion of property rights Mm -hmm. because really what it comes down to, do you own your property? Do you own the minerals and the water and everything that's under your property or does government control it all? And you're just allowed to access the stuff at their um, at their, by their permission. And so it really comes down to what Uh, you know, we talk about preparedness here. This is a preparedness show, but we also talk about things that are important to preparedness. And mm-hmm. your property rights are very important to preparedness. If you don't own that property, you can't continue to live the self sustaining lifestyle. So it really is important that you understand where they're coming from when you see these articles about wells because it really does come down to they want to force you into the urban centers now do you want to go to an urban center just think about this for a second remember a little place called detroit (laughs) what happened there with their water right yes so uh is city water that much safer than well water i'm gonna tell you right now we had our wells my mother's well next door and my well here uh, tested numerous times, and on every occasion, they come back safe, safe for even for bacteria. So what is more uh, healthy, a good, clean water source on a well or city water that has numerous contaminants? Some of these cities have old lead pipes where you're going to have lead poisoning. There's all manner of things that some of these cities are having their water that are dangerous to you. Uh, In the rural country, do we have things that are dangerous? Sure. This article is right that these wells that they were testing had a situation where there was lots of pesticides in the water. And quite honestly, that is likely what's causing this uptick in Parkinson's. Not the water itself. It's the pesticides. It's the heavy metals. And as we go back to what was said earlier, I mean, there could be uranium, barium, all manner of radioactive type uh, metals in there. So have your wells tested. They are safe. And if you're not real sure, put in a good filter system or a reverse osmosis system.
0: I would feel comfortable, even if they said my well had that, those contaminants, I would rather be responsible for filtering and purifying my own water than just taking, uh, for granted what the city pipes into my house. And even in Stansbury, when I visit family out there, that well, the water they get from the municipal sources tastes horrible. Well, why is it tasting horrible? And even here, the uh, Parkinson's Disease Foundation, the American Parkinson's Disease Foundation, even they point out the interrelated nature of several environmental uh, factors that make it difficult to single out any one factor as solely responsible for this. So, you know, if even the AP, what is it? Uh, APDA points out that this is false. You would think that they'd want to latch onto anything that would raise awareness to, uh, what causes Parkinson's. But even they recognize, look, you are leaving out a lot of other factors. So you have to question, you know, my lawyer mentality kicks in. What are they really trying to do here? Because it would really be the, the true focus if I really cared. About ending this is I would focus on the impact that these pesticides, these herbicides have on your body and why it's important to stay away from them and not focus on the well water. It just goes to show that they don't want to focus on the big pharmaceutical companies, the chemical companies, agribusiness, corporate, agricultural, ranching, farming, is contaminating our food source. That's what's causing people to get sick. And as Joe points out, these pesticides are, in fact, nerve agents. We also have been talking about the impact of an unhealthy diet, in particular the consumption of sugar. The obscene amounts of sugar that people consume these days causes inflammatory diseases, which also result in neurological impacts. So clean, healthy living will offset any risks that you're getting from a well, from your well water. And if you're still not comfortable, we have talked about it many times. Even check out how to filter your water. I show you how to make a DIY filter in the Lost Frontier Handbook. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Jeff, do you have any closing comments before we wrap up the show? All right. I want to thank everybody for all their comments again. If you're here live on Facebook, thank you so much for joining us and letting us know you're there. We'd ask that you would please consider playing this again on Anchor when it's up. Share that link when Jeff gets that up on our Facebook pages. That's how we get monetized or consider making a donation of your own. I'm Suzanne Sherman on behalf of myself and Jeff Johnson. We want to thank you for tuning into the Red Hot Chili Prepper podcast. Have a great day.